The midday bells ring in the medieval castle town of Cotar, Montenegro. Cotar? Cotar? Easily one of the, I would say, 50 most beautiful cities in the world. Definitely in the top 50 of mine. It's gorgeous. Uh, and I am, as you can see from the photo, the jerk in the middle of it all, just holding up his iPhone, recording it for this little show. I hope you appreciate it. My name is Eric S. Queen. This is a show called Rough Sundays. Apologies for not being around next week. <coughs> Excuse me. Wait. Need some coffee. Um, yeah. Apologies for not being around. Sorry. Car. Wait. Try this one more time. Apologies for not being around last week. But the uh, the news coming from my birthplace of America got to me. And I didn't feel much like sharing anything beautiful and that's a terrible thing to say a terrible thing to admit and that was very selfish and i'm sorry um but it appears we're on the upswing i maybe i should stay away from the term swing right now seeing how that's plaguing a few states um but yes things are getting better so let us continue with the sunday goodness shall we uh, 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 uh let me play oh i know Highway QCs. Well, you got the prep, my brother, when the spirit it, you got the sing and shout, mother, devil to get, you got the clap, bad hand and shout, hallelujah, if you want to get the joy like the angel do, you got to pray and pray and pray and pray for, and Gable going to sound that trumpet one day, oh, pray. Rough Sundays, coming to you, as I said, from the town of Couture, Montenegro. Actually, from the town over. Um, moved, just a 30-minute walk down the down the water, the Bay of Couture, uh, in a seaside... Can I say 
motorbikes. Hang on. Serves me right for recording this outside. Um, I'm in a town called Dubrata. Uh, and the noise in the background, like I said, a few cars going by. But it's uh, 74 degrees here, which is like 23 for you heathens. Um, I'm, on, I'm on the balcony. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fine. So uh, I'm going to lay some Mahalia Jackson on you. Not just any Mahalia Jackson. This is live Mahalia Jackson. And I should warn you, um, Miss Jackson's about to take all of us to church. So I hope you're ready. Thank you. 
told you, Miss Jackson, 
Taking us all to Jesus. Uh, see, now the problem with playing tunes from New Orleans is that I want to play more tunes from New Orleans. So I need to sneak a little bit more New Orleans in here with some Alan Toussaint.
Patsy Klein is Sunday mornings, isn't she? Uh, I lived in Austin, Texas for a while, and every Sunday was kind of a recovery Sunday for our little group of merrymakers. Uh, we would meet at this outdoor bar called Club de Ville. It's since been closed, which is a shame because I thought it was the best bar in Austin, Texas, which is saying something. Club de Ville was down there on 4th, 5th Street, something. But it was Patsy Klein that it was our, our midday soundtrack, as she should be. Um, and we are, I guess we're down to our last track. Uh, and if you think New Orleans is a Pandora's box for me, I suppose we need to talk about my true obsession, which is Otis Redding. Uh, growing up, mom was listening kind of to the Beatles and the Bee Gees and Elvis. Dad was really into soul, uh, a lot of temptations and this pitiful sounding, terrible dancing country fella from Macon, Georgia called Otis Redding. And as soon as I... As soon as I realized what was going on, kind of as soon as I, you know, I don't know if you're eight or nine, you start to understand music, you start to be able to, to really get into it. As soon as, as soon as I heard Otis coming from our, our little speakers, that was it for me. And hearing Otis was that, that it was, it was soul, it was gospel, it was love and it was pleading and it was just everything. And, and what I loved about Otis uh, versus a lot of the other soul singers. Otis never really sang about being a ladies' man. I mean, he sang about ladies, but he never tried to, to put on this show of bravado. 
uh, he, he, was, he was pitiful. He was pleading, you know, and he was undeniably in love with his wife, Selma. And I know that for a fact because I stalked the Otis Redding family, not once, but twice. This is the absolute truth. The first time I was just traveling around the U.S. and, dis- and decided to stop at his ranch, the big O, I just wanted to sit there. This was, this was my Graceland. And so I stopped and I sat down and I wa- I don't know if I was waiting for what I don't know, but I just, I sat there more than an hour just looking at the big fields where he had his horses. I already knew the pictures and the videos from, from the archives. And I, you know, like I said, just paying quite tribute. This was Graceland and I just wanted to, I wanted to touch the soil uh, that Mr. Otis Redding, my favorite singer um, walked on. I know that's silly. But anyway, I, I was I was awakened from this little daydream by the sound of a large motorcycle driven by a, a large, muscular man. And he came up to me and as soon as he took his helmet off, I knew it was Dexter Redding, which is weird because I, I well, I was a very big Otis Redding fan and I read a lot about his family and I knew what his kids looked like. And I know that's kind of creepy, but he was, he was very kind and he was amused at my uh, tears or me, me trying not to cry and um, he made a quick phone call and then a few minutes later uh, a car drove down the long driveway and out got a lady and I knew that was Carla Otis Redding's daughter and I apologized to them both again and Carla just laughed and she said you know we were watching you on the security cameras and we didn't know if you were crazy or just a big fan and I'm like crying like I'm kind of both you know and, and so we talked for a while and I, I finally left they didn't ask me to move in with them which was a little bit of a disappointment. But anyway, three years later, I get this uh, kind of show, this multimedia show, whatever you want to call it, on National Geographic. And they send me coast to coast. I started in their, started from their headquarters in Washington, and I, I made my way down to Georgia, and I sent the uh, Otis Redding Foundation an email asking if I could pop by their office for an interview. Very, you know, nobody says no to National Geographic. And so they said, sure, and... The entire article is about hoping they didn't remember me and trying to hide my Otis Redding tattoos from him. Uh, it's still online. If you literally, if you type in "stalking Otis Redding," it's the first thing that comes up. It's a pretty, um, it's a pretty amusing article. But anyway, needless to say, I'm a very big fan. In the previous uh, a reboot of the show, I ended every I ended every show with an Otis Redding track because. All people seem to know is when somebody says Otis Redding, they're like, oh, yeah, sitting by the dock of the bay, which annoys me to no end. Sitting by the dock of the bay was released after his death, first of all. At 26, by the way, he recorded close to a thousand, if not a thousand songs by the age of 26, which is incredible. But dock of the bay, he never performed. Like that was released post-mortem. It's even an incomplete track. That's why he's whistling there at the end. And so... Yes, it's his most famous song, but that's not, that's not Otis, you know. The fact that he never performed it is enough to tell you that, well, there's just more. Sorry, I don't mean to get annoyed. It's not annoying because it's a fine track, but Otis, so much more than Doc of the Bay. And in the article that I mentioned, the National Ge- Geographic article, when I talked to his wife, Zelma, she said, you know, Otis was humble. He was just, a, he was a, he was a country. He never bragged, never, money wasn't a big deal. Uh, all the, the, the charts he topped wasn't a big deal. But when he got home from the Monterey Pop Festival, this is the festival where he single-handedly kind of broke down the color barrier. Um, but she said when he walked in the door, he had a big old goofy smile. And he said, Zelma, I killed it. I absolutely killed it. And he did. And it's this fascinating story, that, this is about the Monterey Pop Festival, of, of what he did 
to this all-white crowd who were there to see the Grateful Dead, the Who, Janis Joplin, Ravi Shankar, like like all of this yeah, is white people music, you know. And this was the first time he'd ever really performed to a white audience. And like he said, like Zelma said, that he said he killed it. Um, so many videos online about just how he drummed this crowd into a frin like frenzy is is absolutely the correct term here. So anyway, this is a long intro into this final track. And it's Otis Redding's final track of that festival, the Monterey Pop Festival. And it sadly would be the last time anyone would really see him on a large stage because he would die six months later in a plane crash. But I don't want to focus on that. I do want to focus on the pure electricity of this performance of a bunch of white folks who just didn't know what was in store. And uh, that's how we're gonna. That's how we're gonna end this week's rough Sundays. Thank you so much. Yeah. Right now. Thank you so much. We like to take time now and drop the tempo one more time. This is a song that I want to dedicate to all the mini skirts. You know. Song goes something like this. My favorite. My dig. Oh, she may be weary. Them young girls, they do get weary. Wearing that same old miniskirt dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she gets weary, you try your little tenderness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, uh -huh. I know she's waiting, just anticipating the thing that you never, never, never possess. No, no, no. But while she there waiting, try just a little bit of tenderness. That's all you got to do. Now it might be a little bit sentimental, no. But she has her griefs and care, yeah, 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 yeah. But the soft words, they are spoke so gentle, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes it easier to bear. Oh, she won't regret it, no, no. And young girls, they don't forget it. Love is their whole. Happiness, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all so easy. All you got to do is try, try a little tenderness, yeah. Damn that All you got to do is know how to love her. You got to hold her, squeeze her, never leave her. Oh, no.
is going to be blaring a lot of Otis Redding today. Sorry, neighbors. Not sorry for the music, just sorry for the whatever dancing becomes of two-year-old wine and a white dude in his mid-40s listening to Otis Redding on a beautiful day in the middle of November. Rough Sundays. It's a lot easier if you subscribe. Um, Spotify, Google, Amazon, all the things except iTunes. Still haven't figured that out. I know it's a reoccurring theme, but I should just mention that. I don't know where we'll be next week. We might be in Montenegro. We might be in Croatia. It's, you know, it's 2020. We don't speak in absolutes anymore, but I hope you have a good Sunday. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.